And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. So when Little Big Man came along, it was no big decision to want to work with him. I, if I think about why I wanted to work with him, uh, uh, his technical facility facility was obvious to me by then. He had proven himself, that, certainly with me, in terms of his work. Uh, I knew of no other makeup artist who could do that type of prosthetic work, which Little Big Man demanded to do. So I went in, and, and we had to get started about 5 in the morning, because we had to be ready to shoot at 10, and it was five hours. So I sat in the chair, and he started to, first thing he did was grease down my hair, which was all right, and then he started to apply this stuff. And uh, though I'm not claustrophobic, I nevertheless got very itchy in about every half hour. I think I needed to at least do some kind of movement. If I had to repeat it, I, I wouldn't want to go through it again. As I remembered it, it was just one of the worst experiences I ever had. I think for Dick, it's better because he's working every minute, and it, it's somewhat surgical. As a matter of fact, I think the surgeon in him is probably kind of a comparable uh, profession in terms of what he was doing, the, the layers that he put on me. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. And you are here for episode 159. And even I'm impressed by the guy we got on the line. <laughs> on this guy. Uh, oh, wait, are you usually like, oh, geez. No, no, no. I love everyone that comes on the show. But it, now, this is one of those guys where you like you put out, you go, hey, look who we got on the show. And yeah, podcasters yeah. are like, wow, yeah. dude, that's really cool. Uh, this man I've known for a while. Uh, he is an effects artist in so many films that we're going to go over <laughs> that are so ripe for what we do here. Um, uh, his name is Brian Sype. Uh, worked on things like Star Trek and, and Gardens of the Galaxy 2 and X-Men. And, and this guy... case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he was on my uh, Active Will podcast, so you can go there and check out at least an hour and a half with him there. But now we're going to talk with him with the additional language, and that's going to be awesome as always. So welcome, please, Brian Sykes. Hey, Brian. Hey. Oh, hello there. Thank you for having me on. No, thanks for coming on. I've been following your stuff for a long time, and, and lately I just keep seeing all these really cool pictures coming yeah. down your Facebook feed. Um, You're doing, uh, you, you are doing awesome stuff, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate, and I've been given a lot of great opportunities, and I, I try and run them with them the best I can. The cool thing uh, for us, for Tom and I, uh, uh, about Brian is that while he's working in the industry and kind of all over the place... Uh, you're also kind of a local boy for us, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, grew up in the Northwest, OPNW, um, and uh, actually I, I still reside in Seattle. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So um, one of the things I, um, I want to talk to you about is, one, growing, growing up and doing, doing, getting into this, but at some point I would really like to talk to you about uh, creature design. And mm -hmm. and and where you since I'm already halfway there. We'll that, just do oh, there that. you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Why don't we start with creature design? That's good, That's good, good. 
uh, uh, I'm just very curious as like, especially on these big films, are you, when they come to you and say, we want you to do apocalypse here is the design or do you have a hand in, in helping people um, come up with that? I, a good question. Um, it, it really depends upon the film and the production company and, um, you know, something, you know, as big as Marvel and Marvel Fox, um, you know, they, they've got, you know, people working on designs and they've already probably gone through months of it. So they do come to us uh, and, and for that particular film, uh, Apocalypse, they did come to us with a drawing in mind. Um, artwork that had, you know, what they kind of wanted for his facial look and his costume. Um, I worked for Legacy Effects on that show, and, and we also built the costume for the costume designer, uh, Louise Mingenbach, on that show. Nice. So we were kind of head to toe on him, literally. Mm. Um, and, uh, but, you know, what, what, what happens, though, is, is even though, you know, I mean, all these artists... Um, who are into production design, um, fashion design, anything like that. I mean, they're drawing things that are really cool, you know. And, and when you look at, like, fashion design stuff, it's like, you know, it's on people that are, you know, the size of a, a 12-year-old ballerina but seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then you got to take that and translate it into real human. Um, so, I mean, that, that's where we come in. And, and you know, there, there is an art department at Legacy that does – do some of that work. Um, you know, they have a really strong digital department that takes it. And, you know, when they redesign the, the costume to make sure it fit Oscar Isaac's body, um, you know, we, for us, the best way to approach the face was to just get his live cast and just start sculpting on it. I mean, make it, you know, on him because his, you, you know, especially with that, you know, well, very well-known Marvel character, of course, which I caught a lot of crap for, um, well, you know, it didn't necessarily look like the apocalypse of the Marvel world, but, you know, we needed to incorporate um, Oscar into it. Um, I know there have been a lot of people who have come out and, you know, yes, uh, complained about my version, but, um, you know, they don't have the studio over their shoulders going, you know, what, we're just we're paying a lot of money for Oscar and we don't want to bury him. We don't want to have like, you know, millions of dollars of digital ADR after this and digital tracking to make the mouth work we want oscar right mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah so i mean at this level at, at the marvel level it's I, I don't mean this in a bad way but it's like kind of corporate film a uh, filmmaking everyone is there's every few people are within the these specific boundaries they're allowed to be creative yes uh, but they still have to adhere to the to what Matt, someone from marvel either it's doug feige or somebody else that's going no, no, no. This is the look this we're going is, this with. This is the and universe that we've we've built with this. Or am I am I am I near the truth on that, or am I way off? Well, I'm, you know, but but that's going to be any job, you know. If you're if you're working at Ralph's, I mean, you, you know, you have your boss that you got to listen to. If he wants the you know the the Hershey bars stacked a certain way, you're going to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, right, I right. agree, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Then again, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I've never run into near-naked Jennifer Lawrence at Ralph. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a wild. This, <clears throat> this demonstrates how it's one of the running jokes on the show, Brian, is that I, 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 I don't know jack shit about comic books. <laughs> I, I know okay. about effects work, but I don't know about comic books and shit. Who the hell is Apocalypse? Oh, he's like a big, <laughs> yeah. big dude. In the, I don't, whatever. <laughs> That's the thing. It's the thing. It's it's uh, it's 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 so pervasive and it's so so beautiful and stuff. But 
you know, it's it's hard when you get down to it, and you know, I, I, I don't <laughs> have, I'm like, an old man. I don't have the time <laughs> to track all this shit. Um, I, I, the one thing that I always find funny about comics and in, in, in general is that there's always like this, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, we got Superman and he's really strong and he can do all this stuff and he's almost, you know, undefeatable. Uh, but then we got this other guy that's the all oh, really strong and, um, you know, almost undefeatable. And then we got this chick who's almost really strong. And I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it should be the most boring story in the world, right? Because well, you can't right. these people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Smith says comics are all there. It's like, and I think television, it's all second act, right? It's all, it's not origin and it's not death or dying or moving on. It's all just like, this is all happening within this universe. And isn't this gro groovy that it's we're going to stay a, here? It's for a big right, soap right, opera, right. but it's taking yeah. place. Uh, you know what? Yes, yeah, but I mean, but you know, I got, you, you know, I got to say that. I mean, some of the projects as, as of late, you know, ones that, I mean, I was not involved in, but I mean, Logan, I think kind of was you know, right. beginning, mm. middle and end. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, I still argue away. that that wasn't a comic book movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so again, within those boundaries, how how much leeway do you get? Is it is the artistry in the application, or is there some room for I don't, know, I don't want to say improvisation, but like well, this is my thing. Sometimes there is. I mean, you know, I mean there. You know, like when it came down to, I mean, if we want to continue with uh, apocalypse. Um, you know, again, you know, once we had a sculpture done of uh, Apocalypse on Oscar's face, they approved the sculpture, um, you know, and, and within that, you know, it's like we can go through and, and, and it, it is, even though we're looking at a piece of artwork that they gave me, you know, I'm trying to take that artwork and make it best fit on Oscar. Yeah. I'm trying to take it and make it so that we can still see Oscar and I'm trying to make it so that it works as a makeup. Um, there are a lot of times when people will... They design, you know, they, or they they sculpt and they make a makeup on somebody's face, and it, it you know may not it may may look great, it may look may look exactly like what they wanted it to look like. But when it comes to move, you know, the mouth doesn't move right. It doesn't you know follow the actor's face, you know, because the actor's face is different than what the design was. Sure. So so the, so those are the things that you know we as the as the you know the, the boys in the trenches, you know, we need to take take that to heart, and we need to. You know, take our experience in, into that world to and to create that. So that so that there is some improvisation in there. Is that we've we've got to make reality work. You know, because I mean, otherwise it's you know it's another Call of Duty cartoon movie. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, 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 it in my mind you are uh, uh, of a generation that was able to um, take advantage of, of something that I, I don't think is happening as much anymore, and that is um, becoming a uh, an apprentice under uh, a, a mentor in the industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it still happens. I, I mean, I've, I've, I, have, I have had quite a few myself, you know, people that I, I see something in, and I, you know, I, I'll bring them in and, and, you know, and try and, you know, show them as much as I can and, and kind of guide them along, sure. But yeah, I know you, you were mentioning him earlier, um, Steve Johnson was actually one of my big mentors. Oh, okay. uh, he, you know, I, I was working at, you know, uh, at, a, at a museum company where we made, you know, life-size dinosaurs for, you know, museums. There are actually some at the Pacific Science Center right now still. Sweet. Those are the ones I built. Um, Helped build with a whole, whole warehouse full of people. Um, 
and and I had a roommate who who got a job at Steve's, and I would go up on the weekends and work for free. Um, you know, and it was over those weekends that I like I'm going to help work on like a Monsters episode. I worked on, you know, helped with, uh, uh, you know, one of the Freddy movies. I think it was Freddy Three, and you know, and Howling like two or three or something like that. <laughs> and you know, and the Abyss. You know, I worked for free on the Abyss. You know, um, and uh, you know, and, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that boy. That was 1980. Seven eighty-eight when I when I kind of transitioned up to Steve's shop, mm-hmm. nice. um, and uh, and yeah, I mean you know the, the the business itself was still kind of in its infancy. Like it had it had taken off. I mean the Dick Smiths, the Rick Bakers, you know everybody had kind of gone through, and you know that's when Rick and um, you know Steve had broke away from Rick's shop and and had his own thing happening, XFX, and. Um, you know, so I kind of, I kind of like look at myself. I was in kind of like that third or fourth wave, I guess, of you know the the effects artists growing up in the world. And um, but you know, but I mean, Steve was a great person to learn from. Um, you know, he's got. I mean, you know, there was learning from him, but the way he pushed us made us learn more. So I think. Sure. You know, um, Plus, I think it's invaluable for an up and coming artist to have just be there. Just be on a set, see how a set works, understand the flow. Be taking constant mental notes, like, oh, this is okay. Oh, this yeah, yeah. yeah, always, always, you know. And, you know, and, and, and I always say this, too, and it's kind of like the fight that I will have with people who, you know, want to go to makeup school or something like that. Um, you know, you might take a six-month makeup course, but you're going to learn, you know, more in the first two to three weeks working in a shop than you will you would have learned, you know, in a, in a school um, Man, I, if I could go back in time, I would have, I, I, I would have not have gone, I would have not gone to film school. <laughs> because, I, I, well, I'll tell you, because the first flick I worked on, right, like, at two weeks in, I'm like, oh my God, like, the, nothing, nothing they taught me. I know, half the shit you throw away. You, yeah, you exactly. Move, you know. I owe my high school counselor an apology (laughs) yeah 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 but i think it's also a matter of those are where um, you know i've always said that most of your connections and stuff are going to be on a near craft services where you sit and you're talking with someone you don't even realize who they are and then they go oh yeah i happen to run the effect shop and it's like oh hey great so the next time you see him hey what's going on by the way look at this thing and then it's like holy shit you're good Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like it's like for our job, as you know, what are we journalists? Our professional <laughs> <source>. like, <laughs> um, and, and you're at a convention. You don't go to the room. No, you go to the bar. You go to the fucking bar. Yeah, yeah. That's, where and, that's where everything happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and on those, it's those little interactions. I remember I was working for Fangori on the set of Aliens, uh, ABP, mm-hmm. and wow. uh, they were going to shoot um, a bunch of aliens that day. So I. Asked somebody, and I ended up bringing my son up, who's at all of twelve or thirteen. Right, right. And yeah. um, uh, uh, Alec as, as we were sitting there talking, I was interviewing Gillis and Woodruff, and both of them looked saw that my son had a sketchbook, and they go, "Can I look at that?" And he's like, "Yeah." Um, and they're flipping through it, and they're giving them real feedback, and it was like that was one of those moments that you like, yeah, this is well, and, how and this even though, and even I was, yeah, that was worth six months of school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I was going to say, even though even though your son isn't uh, an effects artist, that validation of somebody looking at your shit and saying, 
Oh, I'm here. I'm whiffing the idea of someone giving you permission. Exactly. We talked a lot we talked about, about that. how someone in every artist's life was the person who gave that person permission to be creative. Mm. Do you have someone in your life like that? A teacher, teacher or, or a mentor. So, somebody who's, who looked at something that you were doing, whether it was drawing or whatever, and said, hey, man, you're, you're really good. I, I, I think, think uh, um, I don't know if there was anybody who ever said, like, hey, you're really good. You know what, I, I, you know, this may be a little cornball, but, I, you know, i got to say, I, I would maybe give that to my parents. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, because I think they, you know, at that age when I was, you know, 14, 15 and watching, you know, you know, I, I grew up watching all the monster movies and, you know, that was like when VHS first came out, you know, before Blockbuster, you know, it was all just mom, pa video stores. And I would go and I would rent these movies, you know, and when I turned 16, I could drive myself and go to the video store and rent all these movies and watch. And... um I might have might have mentioned this to you on on one of the, the other podcasts that I did with you, Tom. Was that you know the 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 epiphany for me was when you know we had watched the thing mm. and um, watching it, you know, and again it was like watching it and watching it and rewinding and watching it. Um, and my dad at the time traveled for work, so he was going through an airport, went through the magazine stand, and like and sitting around the stand was the the, the Cinema Fantastique with Rob Bottin on the cover. There you mm-hmm. go. And so he bought that for me, you know, he brought it back, you know, from his work trip and he was just like, Hey, look what I saw. And, and, and you know what I mean? That I had like all the little Mike Plug drawings in it, you know, like, this is how we kind of, you know, did these little cartoons. And, and then that was the moment where I thought like, ah, shit, this is a job. Yeah. You know? yeah. People do this, you know? And I was like, why can't that person be me? Um, so that, 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 you know, I, I guess, you know, that I think maybe was kind of like that, maybe that, that moment of permission. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That that qualifies. Absolutely. You know, that, yeah. Inherent in that is, is, is the knowledge that you're like, my dad gets me. Yeah. 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 You're a lucky motherfucker, man. (laughs) I'm not just like taking my time watching all these movies till midnight and you're two in the morning, you know, that it's like, Hey, you you could do, you could maybe, (laughs) you could pay some bills with it. I had to, I had to freaking like, you know, uh, uh, plead with my father, like, will you please buy this famous Monsters of Film <laughs> yeah, magazine yeah. for me? Because you don't understand. I know you don't understand, but this is the most important thing in the world to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and usually he'd give in, but it was mostly to shut me up. <laughs> did, yeah. did, did did you go to, to quote unquote art school? I didn't go to an art school. Um, I ended up when I graduated high school. Uh, I was still into it, you know. And I, at that point, I was in, you know, reading Fangoria magazine and had the subscription. And, and my parents um, had got me, you know, the, the Dick Smith the Pressman kit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh I, shit! Yeah. I, I, that. Um, and I remember a horrible story one <laughs> one day when I was in the kitchen mixing up all. You know, I had like my glycerin and everything there, and. I had like I put the glycerin in a cup and I was like pouring it out and I put it down and my mom like she was in there cooking oh. and she grabbed the cup she thought it was water and so she was like <laughs> but um so <laughs> but I, I did that and then I remember in the back the first thing I, I ever did was uh, in one of the back of the magazines I, I saw an ad for a week long school in New York City 
Um, so I, you know, brought up to my dad, it's like, I want to, you know, I want to do this. It was, I think it was like 700 bucks to take like this course. Um, and, uh, and, and they were into it, you know, I mean, we had actually old family friends that were in Jersey. So I went and stayed with them for the week. Um, the guy, you know, the father would take me to the bus station. I take the bus to Port Authority, you know, at 42nd in, in, in New York. And 19, let's see, when was that? 1983. So, 19, yeah, 1983, 1984, um, Disney hadn't come in and bought Times Square yet. Right. So, 42nd Street and, and, you know, Port Authority there was really dodgy, really, really crazy. And, you know, I look back now and just and think about myself as like an 18 year old getting <laughs> off a bus, walking, walking into Port <laughs> and, you know, and everything. And it was like, holy crap, you know, and the junkies just like all over the yeah. place. And, and then I'd walk, I'd walk up, you know, Fifth Avenue, you know, towards the park. And, and um, the class was put on by a guy named Burt Roth, who was at that time, or he had been um, the makeup department head for, I think, ABC. Um, and, you know, and it was just like we were in his apartment. There was like me and like five other people from all over the country, you know, and we like learned like a ball cap. We learned how to do lay hair. I mean, we learned like, you know, it was like five days of the basics. Um, and, you know, and, and that was just kind of like the taster, you know, I guess to see whether or not it was be something I'd really be into. And then, yeah, I mean, I stuck with it and I ended up going to a school in um, California that's that's no longer around. But um, it was a five month course. And, you know, I mean, I was the very first person to sign up for the school. It was brand new, and uh, it it got me to California. I, I got a lot of the you know the, the basics and the color basics, and 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 then just stayed. Um, but I didn't. But I never did art school per se. You know, I, I tried to paint. I tried to you know draw. I mean, I, I don't have the patience for that. And and those are just muscles that I've never really um, you know stretched that much. Going over your IMDb is ridiculous. It's stupid. It's really <laughs> stupid. Um, I do want to ask you about one film, and it's—I guarantee it's not the film you think. I, any of the films you think I'm going to ask you about? Yeah. Um, what did you do on Tiptoes? Tiptoes. Yes. Okay. Um. I, you know, again, Tiptoes. If you haven't seen it, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Beckinsale, right? Peter Dinklage. <laughs> I mean, big movie. Yeah, yeah. I, no, it's it's one of the weirdest and most kind of in not I don't want to say endearing, but it's like who who pulled this together? Uh, I, I would I would use the Q word and say quirky, quirky. Yeah, which, but, but anyway, which sometimes just, is a dirty just, word. Uh, satisfying my own interest because I think that film is yeah. odd. Uh, did you did you work much on it, or what were you mostly doing on that? What we did there was, I think we had we'd actually just finished, or not long before that film, we had finished Hannibal. Um, so uh, when that movie, how that movie came about was Gary Oldman reached out to us because uh, he was, I guess, interested in the part, but he had to play a little person. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was to try and figure a way to make Gary appear to be a little person, you know, yeah. and then. And you know, and, and we had you know like half half his fa- you know uh, his half his face and head is covered in prosthetics. Um, we kind of built like this rig to kind of confine his arms. You know, we kind of did the little dwarf thing with a little bit with like the shoes on the knees, and you know, we, we but we we, we kind of d- just designed it. And then we also um, we we used another uh, a little person, uh, Joe Griffo, 
Um, and he was the, you know, for the long shots and, you know, behind the head shots and stuff like that, where, uh, you know, they actually wanted somebody to just walk around without, you know, uh, the use of CG to, to fix anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we had like, actually, we did a makeup on, we, we took both of them, Gary and Joe, and we did, okay, well, we have some of the proportions of Joe, we've got to make look like Gary and the other ways so we kind of, kind of brought them two together in the middle. Okay. Buried in that. Did you do the Mason Verger makeup on in Hamble? I was involved with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my uh, god! I mean, there was there was a lot of. I mean, like on, on all those shows, there's always a lot of people. I I, I ran the sh- the shop on that uh, over at Captive Audience, supervised it. Um, but a guy wow. named Glenn Hans, Glenn Hans, and, and Greg Canham sculpted it. Mm-hmm. You know, That's um, a beautiful piece. I- yeah, uh, a guy named Wesley Wofford. He was the one who was uh, he was integral in, in like really um, creating you know the the silicone prosthetic system that we used, mm-hmm. and um, and he was the him and Greg were the main applicators on that. I I applied a few times with them, mm-hmm. um, and then and I also did like the double. But yeah, I mean that was a, a fun fun makeup. I wanted I wanted to ask you, uh, getting back to the the mentor uh, apprenticeship thing, did, did you also study under Greg? With Greg Canham, I didn't. Well, I mean, at the time that I worked with Greg was, um, I think I, you know, actually it's funny. The, the I was hired by a guy named Keith Vangelon, Um and he ended up buying the company from Greg, and then and Greg stayed on as a, a creative consultant. Yeah. Um, and but it's funny because the the movie that I got hired on to work for for them that which never went anywhere was the uh, the Tim Burton Superman with. Uh, right. Nick. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know I think at that time like we were doing tests and 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 stuff for it, and Steve Johnson was as well. Um, but uh, I mean, I worked there for about eight nine years. So yeah, I mean, I, I worked a lot with Greg, and you know, learned a lot from him as well. The, re- the reason why I asked is because uh, um, when I was talking to Greg at, at I don't know Monster Palooza two years ago or three, I don't know what whenever it was he yeah. they gave him like some a lifetime achievement award and yeah. uh, and I brought your name up and he was like oh yeah he's like this guy yeah he was like he spoke highly of you sir he did yeah he did <laughs> wow that's actually I, I will say that's kind of surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly and truly, I don't. I don't think he speaks nicely of me often. So, <laughs> well, he did. He did that night at the bar. So oh, that's nice. He must have had a few. He, he, he had. He, he had. Was, <laughs> I was trying to take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's. Uh, I'm. Well, that that would have been nice. Uh, well, but uh, <laughs> and and that kind of not really but it, it, it kind of brings up something that I, I wanted to address is is a lot of yeah. people who get into um, to get into this line of work they're you know they're fans of the rock stars right they're fans of the rock stars of the 80s the Rick Bakers the Rob Bottines um, the guys who wound up the Steve Johnson's the guys who wound sure. up you know with a with a shop but, they, but a, a lot of people don't realize that there there's an army of yeah yeah uh, uh, I, and I don't mean this in in a derogatory way, but of grunts who are you know really doing the work, and um, you know they're pouring the they're pouring you know they're they're mixing the foam or they're they're uh, making the molds for the silicone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, and 
really, I think if you want to get a sense of what it's like to work in this industry, in, in, in your industry, and uh, on a set, these are the guys you want to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're the ones you're going to learn from. Um, and, well, you know what? I mean, every facet um, you'll, you'll learn. Um, and, and really, it's just like I've, I work backwards through mine. Only because when I when I first got my chance to work at Steve's, it was like after working you know a while for free, um, we were sitting there eating lunch one day, and he goes, "Hey, have you ever run foam latex?" Um, and I said, "No." <laughs> and he said, "Do you want to try?" I'm like, "Yeah," you know. And he's like, "I tell you what, you know, I've got a show coming up. Um, you know, my foam runners left, so if you want to, you know, I'll, if you want to show up on Monday." I'll get a, five gallons of foam latex. I'll throw out a bunch of molds and, you know, ask around, find out, do whatever you can do. But, you know, I'll, I'll pay you for the week to run, mold, run some foam. And if it works out, then we'll, we'll stay on, you know. Um, and so that's what we did. And at the end of the week, he was happy with what I was doing. He was like, all right, you know, 75 bucks a day. You want to stay here and run foam? And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know? I've always, uh, I've always and been- that was what we did, yeah. I've always been scared to death of running foam up here because of the the humidity and stuff. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It can be tricky. It can be tricky. But where I was going with with, with that was, you know, when I when I ran foam, I you know, because you're playing with molds, opening and closing and cleaning molds and doing this and trying to get parts out of a mold. Right. Running foam made me a really good mold maker. <laughs> ah, there you go. And then when I transitioned into making molds and doing more of that. I looked at the way that, you know, like, you know, as as I'm making this mold, you know, like, how do I save the sculpture and doing this and, you know, and, and to, to capture it made me a really good sculptor, um, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and from there, you know, it just kind of goes up, you know, it's like from a good sculptor, you know, trying to, you know, um, you know, envision what's going to happen later on, you, you know, you really start to think like, oh, okay, this is where I should, like, my edges should end, you know, where this should happen, and this should happen, you know, and then you become a better makeup artist. Right. Um, you know, so, so yes, I mean, yeah, talk to the grunts, because at any level, all of those people will give you invaluable information that will take you to the place where you want to mm-hmm. go, and all of those steps of the ladder. At least it's about the sh- shaving off the edges, right? So it, it being, finding the, 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 the the pathways through the forest as opposed to going around it right. and doing things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those little tricks are, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, every once in a while, you, you know, you're, you're, you'll find somebody that's got, you know, like the talent and maybe can, you know, make that jump to a shortcut. But, I mean, a lot of the times it's it's, it's just hard work and, you know, and if you're not passionate about it, you, know, you, you, won't, you won't be for long, you know. It, it's, it's hard because, you know, I'm 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 smack dab in a bunch of generations of kids who are coming out of all these makeup schools that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're all being educated the same way. Um, the the teachers, some of the teachers will push, some don't. Someone will just leave it four o'clock. Um, and you know, and the, the the kids doing the same. All the kids. I mean, I look. I can look at a portfolio and I can say, oh, you guys all came from that school. Or, you guys all came from that school. Right. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about that because. Um, uh, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like with with the advent of CGI, and uh, there there are certain certain makeup artists, um, certain effects makeup artists who kind of have like, okay, I'm not going to work in the movies anymore because they've replaced all my shit, mm-hmm. and yeah. but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna teach right, right. 
I wanted to ask you, do, in your opinion, is that a little disingenuous? Are we preparing a generation of makeup artists for an industry that that isn't there in the way that it was in the 80s? You know what? The funny thing is, is that, and, and we all thought that, you know, when Davy right. Jones, Davy Jones came out in Pirates of the Caribbean, we all thought that. We thought, you know what? We're, you know, uh, uh -oh. we're we're done for. You thought you were uh -oh. Phil Tippett, and <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the stop motion you know? is gone, and yeah. Although I ended up working with Phil on Twilight, you know, a few years back, and, and that was pretty cool. Um, but but you know what? But but it, it became just a transition, and and I got to say that the sort of the the volley back to that question is more movies now can be made with the advent of CG. Can you imagine like them trying to think about making any of the Lord of the Rings movies? Right, 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 right. Without CG. How much makeup was in there? You know, there's... Um, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so there's, there's a lot of stuff, too. Even, like, the, the new Star Trek movies. And I know, you know, a lot of the stuff goes CG, and some of the characters do. And, I, I mean, really, I, you know, we do feel the pain. Um, because, you know, there are some things that we see in movies now, um, uh, you know, I, I just finished up on a film, I guess I really can't talk too much about it, but there's a bunch of CG characters in there and, and, it, and it's stuff that could have been, um, human. I mean, you know, actually, you know, even Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. which, sure. which I, which I think was a, which I think was a really great movie, but the bad guy could have totally been a guy in makeup. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Should have been because it really just kind of takes you out. Could you imagine if it was? You know what right. I mean? It would have been so much more impressive. Because yeah. as soon as you see something in CG, you go, oh, all right. But like, oh, if you see something like, well, it, like for example, the the Gill Man in Shape of Water, okay. that's yeah. real and, Holy and tangible, shit, right? and, yes. you, yes. and it, yes. it has weight and presence within the scene. Um, so yeah. I think that's important. I think I, people are waking up to that. Yeah, I, I well, actually, you know, I, I mean, Eros. I think. I mean, there, there were there were moments of them when, when he was human, but the one I was actually sorry, the one I was more thinking of was I think was Justice League. There we go. Yeah. That one was a completely just all CG character. All the little flying henchmen were all CG, and I mean, it, they they could have and should have been human at some point as an element to be you know tossed about by CG later. But yeah, how much do you slap your forehead when you see Superman in that? It's like Jesus. You guys didn't even try. <laughs> I know. I, you know. I know. That's yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Because I, 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 I was a, I was a fan of Man of Steel. You know, I, I enjoyed that one. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I think I was kind of in the minority there. <laughs> a lot I'll of. I'll tell you what. I love the uh, the warehouse fight scene in BBS. That, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Oh. Man, I dig Man of Steel until he becomes Superman. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? There's, there's like, there's some. I think there's some. For me, that it, it, I don't know what it was, but it, it was, it was really good. And it was the first time I'd liked Costner in a long time. Uh -huh. um, I think Diane Lane was great in her makeup. I thought her makeup was beautiful. Um, I, I liked all the stuff in there. I, you know, in, in that particular movie. You know, I wish I would have worked on it. Um, what, have, have you seen Darkest Hour? I have not seen it yet. I, I, I do need to. Um, well, it's funny uh, because I was talking to um, I was talking to Todd Masters and and mm -hmm. he was like because I, I I was talking to him and I'm like oh my god like that makeup yeah. is like jaw dropping or jowl dropping uh, yeah and and he's like yeah it was really good it was really really good but there's like this one 
part of this guy's cheek where it makes me think of a who from Whoville. Uh. <laughs> Does that happen to you? Can you get lost in a movie anymore, or are you always looking at the makeup and, you know... Um... I think to a point, you know... I mean, I'll, I will look at it, and there will be some times that I scrutinize it, more so if I think I worked on it, then I will be all over, you know, really hard about it. But, um, you know what, There's, it, it really just depends upon the movie. You know, I, I mean, one of my favorite movies of all time, actually, has got, like, a pretty bad makeup in it. Um, uh, I'm waiting for a title. Uh, Cinema Paradiso. Oh, there you go. Oh! But, Damn, you know, good movie. When, well, when Fredo gets burned... Um, the burn makeup is really not that great, um, but you know what? But the, but there's but that story is so good and the acting is so good. Like you don't give a shit. It's just like he's burned. Oh my god! You know you don't care. Um, That's so how I feel I, about Octoman. The story is so. <laughs> I swear we were going to King Kong. I swore we were going to King Kong. Uh, don't talk about the last one. You know, I got I, you know, I have friends who worked on it, and you know, hey, you know, everybody paid their mortgage, but boy, I wasn't. Wait, hold on, hold on. Kong is Kong is a big deal on the yeah, show. We just, you just hit a huge <laughs> side road. Uh, are, are you, you talking ca- about Kong Skull Island? Yeah. Okay, I agree. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just, you know what? I mean, I, I'll tell you what. Once, you know, there was. I mean, most of the movie is just like, okay, it's what it is, and 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 you know, like a meal. You know, if if I'm food prepping and I'm trying to cut weight or something, you know, I know, you know, I'm going to be eating grass. But um, and and you know, when you're watching, you know, a movie, you know, and I, I will take take it for what it is, you know. And if I'm watching, you know, Giuseppe Tonatore, I'm gonna I'm I'm like, okay, I'm all in for that reason. If I'm watching, you know, Skull Island, I know to expect a certain thing. But if I'm flying a helicopter and there's a giant monkey in front of me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fly in arm's reach and yeah. shoot at him. Let's buzz him. Fly five miles higher than him and shoot down on him. I'm gonna rain all over him. But that's the I mean, thing. Come that, on. That's the thing that the I don't know that the scriptwriters forget is that like no. these. <laughs> well, that's not. You can't blame the scriptwriters because I mean it all comes down to like everybody. It's like some didn't anybody say something? It's like yeah, I think I'd be a little higher. <laughs> You know, yeah, or exactly. like not going to fly at his knees. But then, I don't know. But then, so at that point, that one lost me. You know, because it just it, it, even even in, in silly, stupid fantasy movies, if something becomes too dumb, I'm just like, ugh, I got to check yeah, out. The balloon of, of uh, disbelief it becomes yeah. too heavy, right? You know, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, along those lines, along those lines, you know, it's like one of those movies that you know, it's, it, again, it's not Merchant Ivory, but you know, when I watched, uh, was it Fast Eight? Fate of the Furious. Ooh. Oh yeah, sure. um, that whole like <laughs> remote control car scene. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, I just, I, I've, I'll be honest. I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. All I know is, is I watch the like when the trailers come out. I think out, I saw one I'm, by Roger Corman back in the day. And I like, and I'm like, when did they become secret agents? I don't understand yeah. it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all a setup for the bigger set pieces, right? That that is that is yeah, that's the fun part. That, but, but you know what? But, but you, you but you know what? You're gonna go into watching you know one of the fast movies, you know, knowing that that's what you're gonna see. It's just like it's just you know it's testosterone, it's sweaty muscles, and you know, sure, it's it, and, and and it's and it's fun for that reason. 
Yeah, it's like looking for subtext in John Wick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just really? put that on auto replay all day long. Oh, I know, right? Dude, I remember for seeing Wick the first time, I just turned my wife ball. This is like Tom porn right this now. Is like, yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm curious, what is it like? According to the IMDb, you have been um, nominated four times and won twice in. Academy Awards is that true? Um, well, I guess theoretically. No, on let me the see. team, right? That, that I'm on the team. team. Yes, yes. So um, nominated four times. What have I been nominated for? It says here and, uh, by Centennial Man, Beautiful Mind, yeah. Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, and Passion of the Christ. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I forgot about those. Look at you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes. Is that uh, heady? Um, excuse me. Is it heady? Like oh my god are you like, are you like kidding does me? it mean anything to you? I you, you know what it it they they missed one because I'm actually well I guess I'm not nominated I'm at this point right now I'm considered I made to the final seven on for Guardians of the Galaxy okay um, and and I'm the lead I'm the lead person on that so that gets a little bit more heady yeah. but 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 it it you know what I mean I, it's the one thing that I really um, because I've gone through that ride on those other movies, you know, with um, uh, Bicentennial Man, obviously, you know, and and, and Ben Button. Um, this one's a little bit different, but it's what's really cool about it, it, it when you're in the middle of it is to you know to yeah sit back and realize that um, that it, that it was my peers, you know, that that had right. created this nomination or or no, not even the nomination yet. It's it's that you know that considered me, you know they. A good friend of mine, Chris Nelson, he won last year. Um, he was on the team for Suicide Squad, and he he was he's considered again for his work that he did on Bright. And you know, we were we were having a drink at the bar. You know, after the Bake Off, you know, we have to go in and like, you know, tell everybody what we did and try and sell sell why we deserved the nomination. Right. And you know, and he was telling me, it's just, you know, they they whittled everything down because you know, in the beginning of those meetings, they started with three hundred films that were released yes last year. Wow. And, um, wow. you know, and, and to like to make the final cut to the final t- to 20 is amazing. Um, and then to make it to seven, you know, I mean, that's really cool. Um, Absolutely. And humbling and appreciative because there was a lot of movies that didn't make it. You know, Shape of Water didn't make it. I mean, a lot of movies yeah. Yeah, that, that, that could have, should have, um, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's you know, um, it's, it's, I mean, you know, <laughs> for the lack of any other word, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would seem like what we were talking about earlier about validation. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like not not exactly the permission to con- you know go follow this dream, but it is. It's like, God damn it, son, you've done a good fucking job. It's, yeah, yeah. I guess you made the right choice. You know, yeah. you know. I didn't listen to my dad when he wanted me to go into computers. I probably should, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know. And and two, it is it is a thing where it's like. I mean, there are some people who who take jobs and they go, "Oh, this could be a great Oscar moment," you know. I could, I could, I could, you know, maybe get nominated for this, you know. Or you just, you know, there's so many of us that just do the job and, and we we want to excel and we want to do good and we want to, um, you know, make people believe in what they're looking at. That you know, we just that just but that's just what we want to do. And, and to get that recognition after the fact is is you know what I think is pretty cool. Yeah, right on. Okay, I was going to ask you. Um, is it true that uh, uh, Brad Pitt 
gave you shit on, on Benjamin Button as far as, like, he wouldn't... He, he'd, like, run away from you and wouldn't let you, like, fucking put makeup on him? No! I, I've, I've dealt with that with other actors, um, <laughs> but I, I will say Brad was really good. No, 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 no. Um, uh, he... Th- there was... The, uh, I know that afterwards there was kind of like a roundtable interview, and, and I think some stuff was said about the makeup. Right. Um, and then they were talking about um, like the thicknesses of makeup and being buried under makeup, and and you know the application process. Um, you know, and, and every actor that I've worked with, you know, um, you know, ends up saying, you know, I, you know, I get it. It's, it's not a pleasant process to go through if I'm, sure. you know, painting your whole body blue or or, or something like that. Um, You've but, had worse canvases than on that one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, I, I uh, he never, you know, he he always he always sat very patiently. He was really good, and you know, luckily too, like a lot of the times when we were doing his makeup, you know, I think it was Oscar season, so he had a lot of screeners. Um, so he would be watching screeners or uh, something like that. You know, um, TVs and, and and DVDs are usually our best friends during a long makeup application. Sure. Like, sure. Um, but no, Brad, Brad wasn't that, um, he, 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 he was good, you know, he, um, he was patient. He didn't, he didn't run away from you. He didn't run away. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I have had actors, you know, that kind of like, ugh, they don't want to put the makeup on or like, or when you go to touch them up, you know, they, 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 you know, I have had them to kind of like walk away or, you know, they see me coming out of the corner of their eyes, so they kind of go, <laughs> they disappear and I was like, ah, oh, come on, man, I'm just trying to like, you know. Yeah, let me eat my M&M's. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, I'm curious. Early on, you worked on Warriors of Virtue. Yeah, yeah. The the Kung Fu Kangaroo, Kangaroo movie. movie. Yeah, Kangaroo. Yeah. Yes. What, what, I'm trying to remember. Ronnie Yu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah. Soft spot uh, in my heart. Right, that go. That's a fuck, It's a fucking cool movie, man. It's like, especially you know what, it, kids. <laughs> yeah. It, yes. Yes. I, you know, it was it was it was too bad that it didn't do better. Um, the funny thing is, is that I think like Ronnie Yu. I, I don't think he, you know, he was coming off of doing like bright with white hair and doing all this other stuff where he had people to, you know, push around and yell at. But I don't think he knew how to deal with animatronics. Mm. Like he, you know, he, he didn't understand that, you know, the actor, not only is it the actor inside, but it's these three people over here performs the mouth, the ears, the brows, I mean, everything else. You know, it's just like this, this unit of four people is this character. Yeah. So... We want to see uh, a long shot of him running and jumping and winking at you. No. <laughs> that doesn't happen, yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, here's one of the, this is one I, what I think is one of the coolest things about you, is that you are working on Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and uh, uh, these, these fucking huge films, right? Mm. And yet, uh, not that long ago, um, you worked on uh, a mutual friends of ours film. That's where I met you. This yeah. mi- a micro budgeted film. Micro budget film, um, and, and 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 other similar things. Like I remember there was some weird love, and I and I apologize, I don't remember the name, but it was some weird Lovecraftian thing where you were making like these big chrysalises and stuff. And I wanted to ask you, like, does that why does that happen when when you have when you're working in Hollywood, yeah, and you're going to IMAX and, and and all these different things? Why 
why do you support, for lack of a better word, um, the little guy? The little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Sometimes the this this actually might bounce back to one of your very first questions you asked. Mm. Um, you know, like sometimes you, you know when you when you come across someone like Richard and Jessica. Uh, for the Taken, or um, uh, the Christmas one, Matt might have been the. Was that the one in Portland? I think. With yeah, people. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, y- you meet with people who 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 have who you perceive as having a very similar drive and passion as you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was something that I, that I, I found with Richard and Jessica, um, say for the Taken, and. Um, you know, and you know, and, and 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 I think there's always you know a little piece of us, you know, people who maybe came into this industry at a certain time, that you know we all have like that, you know, filmmaker attitude, and we all just want to just you know just dig in and just just get dirty in the trenches. Let's put on a uh, show in the back. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. And it's just like it's just kind of like yeah, let's go make a movie this weekend. Um, but but you know when when you when you find people like that and. Um, if, if there's, you know, like with, with what Jessica, you know, Jessica was the first one to call me and she was, you, you know, hitting me up and seeing what my interest or availability was to try and create this character. And, you know, and I started giving my ideas and, you know, it, it is the departure from the marvels of the world where you know, artwork is not delivered to me, but then, you know, I, I can create something myself. Um so that so that then that that side of me you know can get satisfied too is in 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 that um, you know that 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 this can this is all just kind of mine and you know and, and you know we all we all kind of have that you know as as people who have work in shops you know you're given a character or something you kind of run with it but um, you know I mean I think that's where you know like working on smaller productions like that you, you know can be really fun you know because then you can also um, you you have to stretch other muscles into to to create this character because you don't have you know uh, a million dollars and twenty weeks to create this makeup. You have to do it in a different way. So I'm I'm always a fan of of, of trying to get out of my norm and 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 to uh, you know see what I can really do. And so much of that is that what we talked about earlier about the improvisation and being able to like, yeah. well, I, right. I, I just can't go buy this, so I got to right. make it work. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. exciting in and of itself. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, can I? Can, I want to the work you did on Passion of the Christ. Yes. Um, this is an important movie in 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 makeup, and Absolutely. I'm going to let Brian explain why. Well, you know what. Um, Again, this is like this is one of those movies that a lot of people were involved with. Um, I uh, was running the um, helping run the company for you know captive audience for Keith Vanderlaan. Um and we had made the connection with um, with Mel. I think it was on the Singing Detective mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, run of you know Robert Downey's um, comeback movies. Yeah, and. Uh, and you know he had this Mel had this idea of to to make the movie The Passion of the Christ and um Keith at the time you know he he sold Mel on the idea that the company Captive Audience would handle all makeup effects and all digital effects um so we had a great experience um in being able to you know come up with a pathway of how we were going to create an effect 
Um, and then, you know, and, and then in-house at the same conference room table thinking like, OK, if you guys do this makeup wise, we can do this digitally. And then from there, you'll 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 do this part makeup wise. And then, you know, um, there was like a really great hand holding and, and just kind of, you know, ping pong back and forth um, to create the best, you know, effect or scene that was seen. Um, you know, and, we, and, we, and again, we had a lot of great people, a lot of great people in the shop. Um, one of the. Um, uh, you might be when you talk about it, the makeup itself. I know that the uh, the 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 was it the whipping? What is it called? There's a specific word. The, the flagellation. <laughs> the flagellation. Yes, yes, that's it. Um, not flatulation. Um, <laughs> that would have been a different movie. I'm taking care yeah, of that yeah. here now. <laughs> but you know, I mean, like all that stuff in the makeup that we you know we used there. You know, we we did we had there there had been a technology created by Christian Tinsley. Um, for the prosthetic transfers that we use for the prosthetics that made a lot of that possible. Um, you know, uh, it was actually some stuff that he, he we had hired for uh, on a show called Master and Commander with, uh, you know, Russell Crowe. Right. You know, to come up with these, you know, with some prosthetics that would withstand going underwater and doing whatever we needed to do. Was, was, was that the first time that we saw these 3D uh, transfers? The first time you would have seen it would have been Master and Commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what was it called? Uh, it was called something else. Um, I think it got released to something else, but that was the the our working yeah, title. Long title, yeah. 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 Something, yeah. something, 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 um, I, I, well, I will say, let's see. Because you upset my mother-in-law frightfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. I, I, again, I will say that while we shot it, um, that was Christian um, in Italy shooting that. He ran the on-set department. I was in Prague with, uh, oops, I was in Prague on uh, Van Helsing at the time. Okay. After yeah! We left everything, you know, we all left the shop. Am I the but, only person in, that, like, shouts yeah whenever Van Helsing <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? There was, uh, but in all the pre-production meetings, in all the design, in all of what we, you know, Mel wanted us to achieve for that movie, um, he, you know, it, I mean, you know, his his beliefs are obviously heavily, you know, favored in the movie, sure, and in sure. and, and in the scourging scenes, um, he he wanted it to be really painful. He wanted it to be disturbing, you know, with the blood that was flowing and everything. He wanted it to be, you know, unbelievable that a man, a man could have bled this much because he didn't think he was a man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's where all that came from. And, and, and I think, you know, the push for that really was just to, to you know, in, in, in his belief in Catholicism is, is they, that, that this, you know, that Jesus really suffered for us. Right. <laughs> and I think he, he not, pardon the pun, wanted to drive, you know, hit the nail on the head, but he really wanted to drive that home. I love that pun, by the way. What you just did was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, a sidebar on that, Mel was just on Rogan's podcast talking about stem cells. Uh, mm. I guess he's bitten down pretty hard. His dad was sick, and he took him to Panama, and they were, he was really advocating this stem cell treatment mm. um, for the... 
He at one point said that on his right side, his carotid artery is 70% blocked. Mm -hmm. They gave him intravenous stem cells, and it's it's clear now. Yeah. And that's amazing. Oh. But well, it's out there. You can it's, it's, it it, I mean, good and bad. You know, um, desperation can yeah. drive you to either, yeah. either heights of... Um, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Insanity? Well, <laughs> yeah. Or, how was, how or was, innovation, you know, uh, depending. How mm -hmm. was working with Mel? I've heard something. Um, I, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I had a couple of film opportunities to work with him on a couple of shows, and, and, and a lot of the times he seems like he's rigs. Um <laughs> The way, the way, you know, but may, but maybe you know Riggs is him. Uh, so, but 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 good. I mean, you know, we got a lot of, you know, I mean, he, he we we had a lot of freedom um, on that movie on Passion to 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 move things forward um, in both the makeup and digital world, you know, because we were one house doing it, and there, there's stuff in there that we did that you would not know was digital effects. Um, it, I mean, it, it it was it was amazing. It was fun. I, I loved uh, the other one, Apocalypto. Mm -hmm. I, I really think someday really Apocalypto cool will get the love yeah, that it that's deserves. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, uh, that's true. Let's see. I wanted to ask you, Brian. Um, you know, as as Monster Kids, we we, we at some point we we want to we we want to make the monsters right. That's that's kind of what drives us. And right. uh, have you ever wanted to make your own film? Do, do you, you know, have, oh, do you have... Who uh, doesn't have at least two scripts sitting on their hard drive somewhere? Exactly, right? And so I wanted to ask you, like, uh, enough that you would go, hey, guys, you know, thank you for this job opportunity, but I'm going to work on this thing that I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm I'm hoping someday before I get too old, I will have that opportunity. I mean, I I was giving given an opportunity. I was probably stupid and and said no. Um, I had one of the producers at Icon look at my script, and he really wanted it. Um, and he was gonna you know give us a few million to make it, and you know, but but then you know the weird writer in all of us, or at least in me, you know, it's like, yeah, we want to do this, but you got to change this. You got to do that. You got to change this, change it, change the ending. And then, um, you know, remove <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 pages. Um, well, I don't know how I can do that. So I guess, no. And then in the middle of that, you get a call for, Hey, work on this fucking big yeah. ass movie. That's right. going to make your mortgage for, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it becomes difficult, but I, I, but I did wonder because I, I know some guys, I, I do know some guys who like, hey, man, this is my job. I go to my job, and and it's no different than you go into your job in the factory or wherever. Right, um, right, sure. Yeah, and, and, but there are other guys who's like, like ever since I was three, man, I wanted, I've wanted to tell these stories, and this is, this is my... Uh, where I, you know, this is my focus, and this is where I do well. But there's still part of me that I, I, I want to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I think you know, and and the one nice thing, and yes, I, I mean, I think all of us do have that, you know. 
Um, I think if I was working in a factory, I'd, I'd want to make it a better factory. Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, you know but um, the one thing that's nice, and and then if I do my job well enough, is that you you believe, you know, what you're seeing. You know, whether it's Drax or whatever. You know, you're not you're not being pulled out that you know that he, he oh that's a cool makeup. It's just like that's the guy who looks like that, and you know, and saying things with his humor, and you know. Um, and hopefully, you know, we, we are, I mean, we really, makeup is really just like another version of wardrobe, you know, where we're putting this stuff on people to make them feel they can be this person or this character and, and, and comfortably be that character, you know, and not, not have to worry that, you know, they're not going to be believed, you know, which I think really the heart of acting is, is just, you know, to, to convince us that they, they are who they're saying they are. They're pretending and we believe them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all. I've, I've said this about writing. It's all. It's all lying. We're all. We're all liars. And <laughs> and it's how the more convincing you are at selling the lie, the more, like in my case, that people buy into the goofy story I'm telling them. Um, sure. Uh, let's see. Yeah, tell you you mark Gamut um, Studios markets these silicon things. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're uh, they're actually the prosthetic transfers, which um, are made from glue, made from prosthetic. Nice. Yeah. And, and are those available through Gamut's website? Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, I uh, it's a product called Got Flesh. Um, it's a line that um, I mean, really, the, 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 it came out of you know sort of necessity on a couple of places in you know, a couple of places where. Um, a friend of mine, Nigel, uh, at Nigel's Beauty Emporium, um, he was breaking away from a store that he was working at to open his own store. And he's like, hey, you know, I, w- I want some, do you know of anything that we could, that we would need that I want to put in my store, maybe some stuff that other people don't have? Um, and at that time, I don't think anybody, you know, the, the prosthetic transfers were out in the industry. People were using them, people were doing them, but nobody was really packaging them like, you know, like foam pieces or latex pieces. Right, like the way so, people buy shit from, like... Right, like sure. Gucci. Gucci. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spirit. And, um, right. So the... Uh, I said, well, I mean, and at that time, I had I have all these molds in my, you know, basement. And it's like, well, you know, I, I can do this. You know, so that's how that was kind of born. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough to... You know, kind of keep them moving. Um, I think I've got about forty kits now that sell on my website. Um, and they're and all fucking cool, man. It's cool. like there's oh, a fucking all, bite. It's, there's and a, it's easy, you know. It's an easy product, um, you know, and it, it, it's you know, uh, it's, it's actually quick satisfaction too when you're doing a prosthetic makeup. And for people, for for people listening who um, who aren't familiar, these three D transfers are. They're amazing. Like when when you apply them, you, you will you will feel like an Oscar winner yourself when you put one of these fucking <laughs> things on because it's not like no, it's well, it's but not no, like it's you. not like pouring a fucking latex thing that you made with a plaster you, you mold, sure. you know. And and uh, they're they are jaw dropping, and and it all becomes and reasonably priced. Yeah, absolutely. And reasonably priced. Yeah, Buy a whole bunch. Yeah, instead, in your... instead of buying that Woochie stuff at, at <clears throat> definitely at Spirit and that kind of thing for right. Halloween, go yeah, there, yeah. at least take a look, and, yeah. and you'll see that... that is, is there a website, Brian, or is there a Facebook page? How do people, yes. how do, people do this? <clears throat> yes, yes, and yes. Uh, you can actually... 
uh, go to my website, um, either, you know, gamutstudios.com or Um I do have a prosthetic store up on that website where you can kind of view the products that I'm selling. You can also kind of view, you know, I guess a little bit more of who I am if, if, if this podcast has intrigued you. Um, see some of the work that I've done. Um, and uh, I, I am also on Instagram, um, you know, at Brandsite Makeup and also Got Flesh Prosthetics. Nice. Um, uh, you can check out, uh, you know, um, the Got Flesh Prosthetics. I try and keep mostly just the Got Flesh stuff, the prosthetics, you know, and I, I highlight people who have done makeups with them and, you know, if, if, um, and try and, you know, post them up there as well. You know, this, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, talented people out there that, you know, and, you know, some not so talented, but, you know, when, when, when they get their hands on something, then maybe, you know, they can kind of create something fun. Are you still running and throwing heavy stuff? What do you mean? Um, sometimes. Training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. It's funny because the uh, uh, oh, I just started back up at Legacy FX. Um, I wrapped on Infinity War, and uh, so back What's up that? at uh, what? Infinity War. What? <laughs> <laughs> Another small movie to hope you, maybe you might see in the future. Yeah. I, 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 I would be remiss uh, for people listening who don't know Legacy Effects. Everybody should by now, but this yeah. it's, it's kind of the phoenix that rose out of the Stan Winston studio, yeah? Yes, yes yeah. Um, um, all, all the owners of the company were were the supervisors of um, Stan's shop, Stan Winston's um, right. shop, when he was alive. Um, when he passed away, um, the, the owners just kind of like, you know, got, created their own legacy from it. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough that they, they like what I do and, That's great. Uh, That's you know, awesome. keep me around, but to go back to your original question, um, there were, there have been, you know, I came back from a show, actually I came back from guardians and, um, uh, was in the shop, just, he's kind of working on something small and, and, and somebody goes, Oh yeah, you, you know, you should, you should go work out, you know, we'll go out, work out with the guys in the, in the parking lot. And I was like, what? In the parking yeah. lot? And I know like, a couple of guys out there had like some weights and stuff, and they would just kind of like work out. So I, wa- I walked out there one day, and there's actually was about six guys. They in in the Legacy Effects parking lot have created this whole CrossFit box. <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but when you say that, I just I get these flashbacks to the Jericho Mile. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was amazing. I went out there and, I, I mean, you know, one of the, you know, because everybody got a skill there. So then, like, some of the guys, like, welded up these, you know, wall ball toss frames and, That's you know, hilarious. and, and, and it, it's amazing. It's fun. I was actually, I, was, I went twice this week. That's um, awesome. I got destroyed during lunch break. And um, yeah. it's, it's uh, so, yes, <laughs> still doing a little right bit of on. that. So, uh I would be remiss if I didn't try at least to dig something out of you about what you're working on now. Uh, that, that you can talk about. Yeah, I don't want to well, I, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, I guess Infinity War might be kind of like the only thing that I can really talk about right now. Okay. Um, and, and you know what, I'm, and then and, and I guess if, if there were some people out there who were savvy IMDB sleuthers, um, I'm, I'm still playing in the Marvel world for the next movie. Yeah, you are. Um, Dark Phoenix. You're working on Dark Phoenix, really? Oh, yeah. That was last summer, so that was I I did that one too. I can talk about that. I think that's done. There's something else that's in the can. I'm woefully unprepared. Yeah, there's there's something else. (laughs) But um, 
Yeah, Dark Venus was last last summer in Montreal, and that that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. So you know, last little foray with Jennifer and um, how how that that's got to be great. Where you you get a chance to like renew friendships and go, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and we get to spend more time with people. That's <laughs> yeah, sit in the chair. Let me paint you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It, it it was good. I mean, um, there's a new director, uh, Simon Kinberg, who uh, who wrote the other movies. You know, um, he's getting his directorial debut on this, and uh, it was fun and hectic and crazy in a way, uh, frustrating. Um, you know, like about a month out from shooting or so, um, he decided he wanted to recreate, you know, Mystique's look. Um, he didn't, yeah, they, they didn't want to go with the uh, the cobalt blue that we did for singers' versions, and um, so we had to kind of come up with an, uh, another way to do the makeup, which I think they actually just printed, put out in Entertainment Weekly not long ago. Nice. Like her new look, which which I, I, I was hesitant at first, you know, and I created a bunch of heads, you know, and just kind of like, well, how about this? How about this? How about this? You know, pick one that you like. They picked one. We went up, we did a makeup test, and, and it, it, it actually does, you know, it, it's softer. It makes her a little bit, it makes her more pretty. Um, so it'll, you know, it shows off Jen a little bit more, which is nice. That's great. I, I'm going to ask you, um, with maybe our, our parting question, um, if there was a, if there was a franchise or a title or even something that doesn't exist that, that would be a dream project for Brian, irrespective of budget and money and all that stuff. Is there something out there that you really, really, it's like, God damn it, guys, like, make this so I can work on this. This is like the, the, the thing that I wanted to do. You know what? Um, uh, myself and, and, and one of my keys, um, a good friend, uh, Alexi, we, we had similar conversations um, about this. And, and, you know, both of us, we really both got to say um, uh, Guardians was it. Wow. Oh, wow. So, okay. I, I will say that, you know, because like when you and, and honestly, when the first movie came out, um, I hadn't read anything about it. I hadn't seen anything about it. And I saw billboards in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, what the hell is that? Like, what the fuck? You know, and and, and then like pe- then when it got released and people were talking about it and they're like, have you seen it? I'm like, no. And he goes, you got to go see it. You got to go see it. I'm like, what? I had no Wow. thought or clue but i remember when i left the theater i was just blown away i was I, I was like how did this escape me you know um which is weird because you think within the makeup effects world like that would have just like spread like wild wildfire right you know magazines whatever but they, it, but they had kept things really quiet and you know it is that thing where you're just kind of like oh man that was amazing that was awesome and like and the, you know the you know, we had the we had a similar situation in Guardians too. I mean, it's like you know, ninety eight percent of that movie is some specialty makeup, hair, or something. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's you know, I, I mean, and it's not to discount anything. You know, Darkest Hour is is great, but you know, like everybody's kind of focusing on the one makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Exactly. Where you know, where you had the projects like Bright, or you know, projects like you know, Guardians, where it's where it's, you have a shitload of characters. The whole movie is yeah. resting on the believability of this universe. Um, that was filled by all these characters. Um, and I was actually on the set of uh, Apocalypse when I got the call from Legacy. And they're like, hey, uh, we just got Guardians 2. Do you want to be involved? And it's like, uh, 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, are you crazy? Like, why do you? I'm like, you know, just, I was like, uh, I was in a daze. I was like, are you serious? They're making a two, and we get it. You know, it's not going to stay in England. Um, you know, so I think that you know, and and that was such a uh, a fun, rich project to work on. You know, with with the vastness of the characters and and and, and all of the characters involved. You know, from the actors and. Um, I mean, it was, and, and, and I had a, an amazing team, and we, and, and it was just one of the best experiences I've had. And, and you know, I mean, you know, it, it was, it was kind of bad. I mean, that's like one of those movies, you know. I know we all grew up watching Star Wars. We all grew, you know, in the theater. Um, we all grew up watching all kinds of stuff. But you know, that one was one that that gets a lot of landmarks, you know, for a makeup effects guy like me. Awesome. Sure, sure. Well, dude, you know what? You're one of those people that we can just sit here for hours and talk about this stuff. <laughs> I, I, I lo- so love what you do, and yeah. it's so great every time oh, I thank see, you. Thank see you. stuff come up that you're involved with, and I, and it's, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah like, there's yeah, a guy yeah. that deserves it. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to have you back, and now that you've come on as a guest, we'll have to bring you on and talk about We'll bring about you the back genre. and talk about, yeah, you know, I don't we know. Got, I don't know. But we're having. We're bringing John Amplis from uh, Martin. Oh, on. yeah. He's yeah. been on once before, but we're bringing him on to talk about gangster films. Right. Which is badass. Cause it's like, oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah, yeah. know you liked So, yeah, we can, we can bring yeah. you back and talk about Cinema Paradiso. Whatever the fuck. Oh, there we go. We just, you know, we just watch it and just kind of just be, just <laughs> theater 3000 that movie. Yeah. I love that. All right, buddy. Well, uh, thanks hey. again. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And we'll be back in just a second. Again, yeah, right. fucking a, fucking yeah. Awesome. Ryan's great. It yeah. is. It's so. We we talk a lot like off mic about being given the opportunity to sit at the knee of some of these people, and I really feel it's like someone like Brian, we just getting the headspace, understanding it, understanding that you know at the end of the day, despite all the, as they say, the footlights and glamour, yeah. um, it is a job There's, and it's a it's a fun job. But yeah, people are fucking working. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And to be able to deliver at that level, 
time and time again. I think is 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 pretty amazing. Um, I got a lot for the second hour, and so we'll buzz through this pretty quick. All right. A uh, lot of deaths this week. Yeah, this. a lot of people died. Um, we'll start with Keith, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. He's a sports uh, <laughs> announcer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big sports guy, so I was aware of him mostly from comedians doing bits about sports. Sure. Who would then cover him. Uh, uh, this one bummed me out. Edwin Hawkins, gospel singer, um, did did big, choiry old school gospel and he's he's a badass look him up on youtube there's some great stuff out there uh dolores o'reardon lead singer from the cranberries yeah that was that was fucking huge and that bummed me out Uh, i i you know um the 90s there's a certain i don't know uh, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word patina of uh I don't know. For whatever reason, the Celtic thing really took off in the '90s, mm-hmm. and, and and this was a uh, this was a, a fucking rock band who were able to convey that. And uh, yeah, it's it's really sad. I, we're still waiting to find out why. No, right? they're saying that it was uh, they found a lot of uh, fentanyl in her bloodstream. Oh Jesus Christ! And then hot on the heels of that, the uh, autopsy report on Tom Petty came back. And talked a lot about a. It was an accidental drug overdose. Most of what was in his system was fentanyl. Fentanyl's bad shit, man. It's uh, what it, killed Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think maybe we, while we're we're taking on causes, I think maybe looking at that and yeah. like saying that, and if it, it's as bad, I think as the as the uh, the oxy epidemic this yeah, week yeah, yeah. that no one in the government wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jean Porter passed. She was an actress that worked on the old Abbott and Costello show. She was in her 90s, sure, yeah. so there you go. That happens. Uh, Hugh Wilson, creator of WKRP in Cincinnati. Right. And director of the first Police Academy. Uh, I, somebody who, you know, uh, not a Mel Brooks, but no, Not somebody, a Norman Lear. Yeah, exactly. But... Uh, is responsible for what I think is some of the funniest shit I've ever WKRP. seen. WKRP. Man. If you if only, if you've never seen it, find the turkey episode. God it's hilarious. damn it, man. The Thanksgiving episode is it's so funny. It's so funny. And it, and it brought about, you know, here were, it was the, uh, it was out in the 80s, I want to say, 70s or 80s. Anyway, but it was like women working in the workplace. They, yeah. they had positions of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and even the bombshell, you know, she was had brains and she, could, could yeah, handle she herself. controlled shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Uh, John Barton, co-founder of the Royal Shakespeare uh, Shakespeare Company, uh-huh. passed. Matilda Krim, she was an activist, AIDS activist. Uh, Peter Wingard, flat. He was in Flash Gordon. He played Clytus. Remember, Clytus, I'm bored. Yeah. yeah. The guy in the silver face. Yes, exactly. He was also in a TV series uh, in Britain called Department S. He had this weird mustache and facial hair. It yeah. was kind of a mustache that went down into, like, mutton shops kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the basis for one of the bad guys in a comic book about the Hellfire Club. Ah. I know you're a fan. Bradford Dillman. This is huge. Bradford Dillman is one of those. He's more of that movie helper. Mm-hmm. He was um, 
I remember him mostly from being in one of the Planet of the Apes movies. But he was he was a television constant. Yeah. Um, did a lot of TV movies. Did a lot of small character actor parts sure. in film. Steve Nisbet, drummer for Steel Pulse. Right. Um, uh, Allison Shearmer. She was in her early 50s. She was a producer of Star Wars, Hunger right. Games. Yeah. Um, it's sad any time... You know, I you, you have women in in that those kind of positions in studios, right? And then for whatever reason, but we need like more especially of that at stuff. at an early age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm reminded of Tarantino's editor. Right, uh, he, uh, know, I forget her name. I, I don't remember yeah, at the moment, her. but um, Albert Betcher, he was a cameraman. He shot th- little films like Bye Bye Birdie, yeah, The Graduate. And, and the first Batman. The little films like The Graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, this one, growing up, there was this, for Tom, there was this pantheon of seemingly untouchable women that were, that really influenced a lot of me and my tastes as I grew up. Sure. Morticia Adams, Carolyn Jones, that kind of right. thing. Right. Dorothy Malone passed. Dorothy Malone was in Peyton Place. Look her up. Yeah. She's on the line, on the par with people like Angie Dickinson. Great actress. Yeah. Did a lot of the heavy lifting in, in scenes, a lot of the expository scenes. Right. Stunningly beautiful woman. And, um, yeah, it was really, that was the one this week where I was like, God mm, damn. Yeah, that sucks. Let's see. Moving on to news. Stallone may be turn, returning to the Expendables. Does anyone need Why? any of these? You know, and, and now I'm seeing that there's. I did. T- uh, I oh, I'm going to talk about that. I'll, I'm going to mix a couple things here. Um, uh, 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 there's an Expendables of Horror being marketed now, being right, being like sort sort of four walled as it goes around the country, and it's got Kane Hodder and all those people. We yeah. talked about it before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's also something called. Coming up called Showdown in Manila. Mark Dacascus. Sure. Oliver Grunier. Okay. Don the Dragon Wilson. <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> Tia Carrera. And Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. <laughs> sure. All of these folks, I've watched their movies many times. Yeah, no, I know. And, uh, I, yeah. I'm it's hard, though. These days, like, you, you follow, like, Donna Dragon Wilson on Facebook and stuff, and it's like, you know, or, or worse, Benny the Jeff <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, my God, time is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I'm, you know, Mark Dacascus, sure, he gets a pass from me for, Dude, uh, for Brotherhood uh, of the Wolves. So many things. Crying they, Freeman. Yeah. And he may not have always been in the best vehicles. Mm-hmm. But he was always stellar. Yeah. He's always. been on Hawaii Five O, the TV show. Did for you know a while. that that? And I may have mentioned this before, but one of his first gigs was he was Conan. And yeah, uh, you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was Universal. Universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his dad's a legend, so we get we get to pass for that. And I want to say I want to say Karen Shepard was. Red Sonia or somebody like I, a, that's a female. Great. I heard yeah. Terrence Shepard's name a long time. Well, uh, this confounds me. So we talked last week about Leonardo DiCaprio joining Quentin Tarantino's Manson. Right. Rumored now is the addition of Al Pacino and Tom Cruise. Right. <laughs> I, I, sure. Yeah. 
but I, you know, it's well, you know, at least it's speculation. You know, it's like, who are they going to play? You right. know, and, and well, I read a small, very vague synopsis, and uh-huh. it, it it's it's almost like remember the Leguizamo movie, Summer of Sam. Yes, it glances by Manson. I think it's more about people in the area being affected by right. So it might be it it might not be so much about. Manson, mm-hmm. as it is about the L.A. Yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, I, which I think is 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 a great move. I mean, that, I agree. It, yeah, yeah. We don't need that. We we've need all, that. you know, we've all. How many Manson family movies have there been? Right, this is a lot. And it, we only needed Help Skelter. Right, exactly. Because that's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's a Jim Van Bieber did a did a Manson. Yeah, he did. Charlie's yeah. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. All that's... of James Van Beber's movies are brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and that he is as close to a wild man as there is. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, uh, but he was, you know, Van Beber, that's some, that's, some of that stuff's a little, that gets a little hard to... Hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah. And it's brutal in the same way that Buddy, Buddy Giovinazzo's Combat Shock is a little hard right. to watch. Right, yeah, yeah. Frank Marshall... Um, doing a doing a documentary on Johnny Cash. Cool. I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about it, so much of that guy's career is being captured on film. He had his own variety show in yeah. in, in the 70s. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm down. When you for for people who don't remember, if you're a fan of the movie Walk Hard, yeah, there you go. That, that there's no a, draw the line. No, not draw the line. Uh, walk the line. Not walk the line. No, no, no. I'm talking about Walk Hard. Oh, the Dewey Cox. You yeah, are talking about the Dewey Cox story. Yeah, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah. There's there was this phenomenon in the 70s where everybody had a fucking variety show. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, from Tom Jones to Johnny Cash. Like My favorite you... pull of those is there was a, sh- first of all, Shields in Yarnell. <laughs> fucking it. But I... more importantly, uh, ah, it just went right out of my head. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Starland Vocal Band, who o- whose only success was a song called Afternoon Delight. Yeah. <laughs> but they did this entire... Show around. It was the thing to do at the time. Yeah, Glenn Campbell had his show. Mac yeah. Davis had his show. We're starting to sound like Gilbert and do you, Frank. Dude, do you remember? Do you remember on the Glenn Campbell show that he they would you know, always do a duet with somebody? Somebody, and they would do like a, a medley of that person's tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Go on YouTube. There's one man. with Roy Clark. There's one with Chet Atkins. And there's, you forget, like Glenn Campbell was a monster guitar yeah. player. There's one with the dude from Bread. I can't remember his David name. David Gates. It, oh my God. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's yeah, bread the most emasculating music of all time. <laughs> they did like if you remember if a picture paints a if thousand a words. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> it was like music to get your puberty to when I was growing up. That and Cat Stevens' T for the Tillerman. Yeah. Uh, okay, I love this story. It seems that in Australia. The Aborigine community yeah. is very upset about a film, uh, a gay porn film called Didgeridoo Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it <laughs> seems that the didgeridoo, is, it, it doesn't seem, it is, is a very... It's a imp- sacred object. Sacred object. <laughs> right. 
And I guess in this film, these guys do some some things with the didgeridoo that aren't in in canon. <laughs> right, with with what this was intended for. First of all, okay. I, I love the title. <laughs> you had me at the title. Yeah, and I just want to know at some point oh, somebody better play this. Play thing. the didgeridoo. I don't care from what end. I want to hear this. Yeah, it it blew me away. I don't even know how to get my head around it. No. I just want to be there for the pitch meeting. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, dude, the pitch meeting is just the title. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just love that story. Uh, Walking Dead is renewed for the ninth season with a new showrunner. Okay. Hopefully, he'll be able to pull it out. I'm still... I still have no idea. That 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 whole franchise is... It's you're in the car and everyone's kind of digging in the car, being in the car. Yeah. But you're there. We're sliding and we're fishtailing all over the place and they can't really get any traction on anything. I just, I really just think that like, there's no more story. I like, like what else? You know, yeah. it just becomes like just, here's some it, new characters because we're going to take these characters away. Well, I, it's one thing to follow people through their daily life. Okay, I get that for a couple seasons. But God damn it, there's got to be a goal. There's mm-hmm. got to be, what are we trying to do, mm-hmm. you know? Whether it is uh, get to a place or... Well, there, there's a succession of places now. We have to get to Terminus. We have to get to you know, Alexandria. We have to get, and you know... To what end? I really, really just, uh, like, if there isn't, if there isn't something good, if there isn't... For example, a cure. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be cool to like go after, right? Yeah. And I get that. I understand that that, that you know you're you're kind of um, bridled by the not anymore by the graphic novel. No, okay, not anymore. So I just like I, I last the finale of the last season or the mid season finale. So that up, they bit Carl got bit. Well, so so one of uh, to draw a parallel to to draw a parallel to one of the other big shows on television, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You have this thing. It's like who's gonna be who's gonna wind up victorious mm-hmm. and be the ruler of all these places. This place that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like. And I'm talking out. I'm talking out of my ass because I don't watch the show. I don't watch The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But from an outsider's point of view, it just feels to me like we have no, we have nothing in in sight. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's like I would be tired. I would think of like we're just going from we're just going from one setup to another. I mean, we do that in daily life. Right. I don't need that, you know. Right, right, right. I think that, you know, six months ago, I would have, I think I did say on the show about how I thought that the best thing they could do is kill Rick Grimes. Yeah. Um, I think right now the best thing they could do is, to speak to what you were saying, is make Carl immune, make Carl the one person that has the cure in his bloodstream. There's something in his, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and now, and by binding Carl, you've diverged from the, the, the books, so now... Not only do you have all of this other shit happening with Negan and all this other stuff, now you've got Carl has to be protected at all costs. Right. Um, kind of like a children of men kind of a thing. Right, exactly. Uh, I'd be down for that. Yeah. But instead, we're going to get some more posturing, more bad shooting, more, you know, to its credit, some great Nicotero makeups. But I just yeah. don't understand what, 
how you could fumble this ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bloomhouse's Halloween has begun filming. So, there's uh, that. Is that the... The Danny the McBride with, written remake with Jamie Lee. With Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, don't they're care. filming. I don't care either. I don't care. Um, I'm hopeful, you know, because it's... I, you, I'm, despite all my talking shit, I, I don't want to see anyone fail at No, like we this. never want to see anyone fail, but I'm just... On the other I hand... I just get frustrated at, like... God damn it. Again! Yeah. And again! And again! again and again. again. Do something new. Do right. something new. Agreed. Rumor is r- running around that DC, because of the performance of all the Batman movies so right. far, the last few, they've soured on Affleck or uh, as Batman. Uh-huh. And everyone seems to be convinced that Jake Gyllenhaal will take over... Weird. Batman. Isn't Jake Gyllenhaal like 5'4"? I, I don't like know. I, I just, you know, in my head, he's always, he's part of the big-eyed boys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he he got ripped in that boxing movie, so, you know, yeah. maybe he might be able to pass it off. Okay. Um, despite Universal saying its Dark Universe titles are kaput, plans seem to be coming together for Bill Condon's Bride of Frankenstein. Good. Fucking A. That's what needs to fucking happen. I agree. Right? I, it doesn't say anything about who the director is. Man, after Shape of Water, I'm just like, you guys, take note. Pay attention. Yeah. If this can be done. And it should be done. Mm-hmm. You know? Stop pandering yes. and make a movie for a fucking adult. Yeah. Uh, Javier Bardem is still rumored to play Victor. And um, although they're going supposedly going to change the story and reverse the order, someone in an interview said, it's, it is Eve before Adam. Okay. So, I'm kind of down. Uh, please, please bring this. Yeah. I think everyone needs to just realize that while we are doing, let's say we're doing films based on comics, it doesn't by default mean that they're films for kids. Logan's proved that. Shape of Water is exactly. proved that, even though yeah. it's not a comic. It's, you know, it's still this, it's a telling of a story that isn't, you know, fucking bumper bowling everything. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, Doug Lyman says he's working on a script for Edge of Tomorrow 2. I'm down. I liked it. Uh, Edge that, of yeah, that was a cool movie. Yeah. Bad Boys, they've been trying for years to, to get a sequel off the ground. Well, instead, they're it, they, it, the pro- franchise has been given a pilot order at NBC with Gabriel Union Weird. in the main role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the... Tra- Oh no, we'll get to that. We're, one of the trailer films we 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 we're going to talk about in a minute has Gabriel Union, in nice. it. and it seems like almost a test run for her to be a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, it was announced that both of two of Romero's children are both making movies. Okay. Tina Romero is making something called Queens of the Dead. We know uh, what that is. Yeah, yeah. Camera, uh, George Cameron Romero is making something called Rise of the Living Dead. Oh. So it sounds like they're unlike like David. Is it, was it David Cronenberg's kid that is making movies now? Uh, I don't. Uh, I want to say it is. Um, I mean, we got Max Landis. <laughs> <laughs> but you got you got people who are are trying to do something. You know, like make their own name. Right. This and at the same be... time carrying on the legacy. Of, right. You know, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, this just seems to be more of the same. That's why so. I respect. You know, I really respect Stephen King's kids because. Yeah. Oh, look while, at Joe Hill. Well, yeah. He abandoned the name. He abandoned the name, and. He's fantastic, and 
and uh, who's the other one? Owen? Owen. Owen. Some would argue that that J- I would that yeah, I, Joe Hill's better, than, better his dad. than his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe did a th- this thing about a closing movie theater. I know I've talked about it on the show before, but it's the most one of the most beautiful pieces of all time. Yeah, where they're closing up a movie theater and this guy's up in the balcony cleaning or something, and he starts to see these ghosts from years by who had gone to the movie show. Yeah, but it was closing. Beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. Um, William Friedkin is directing a documentary called The Devil and Father Amorth, who it's all about demonic possession. And this guy, this guy is a real a exorcist, real exorcist. for the Vatican. Huh. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that sounds like a money grab, but... It seems a little contrived. I uh, agree. I can, um, I, can, I can see somebody coming to him and saying, hey... You directed The Exorcist. Here's this dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you haven't done anything for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we were just talking. Uh, I was talking to someone else about Bug, and how how no one ever talks about Bug. Yeah, but Bug's Bug a good, is uh, so good. It's just a good movie. Yeah. Let's see. Um, The Tick gets a second season on Amazon. Sure. In the midst of them cutting a lot of their content. Yeah. Their original content, they're mm-hmm. scaling back. Yeah, where Netflix has gone crazy. Crazy. It just seems. It seems to me like it makes me worry that be, on one hand, I, I I love it because most of Netflix's original material is really good. Mm-hmm. But it, at the same time, I'm like, you're throwing so many rocks. Some are going to miss the. The, There's a lot the, yeah. that, are, that are missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah. and uh, and I, well, I mean, look at Brian was talking about Bright. Bright right. is visually. There's so much going on there, but yeah. you know, the story's a little weak. But uh, it never would have gotten the play it got anywhere else. Right. You know, exactly. It wouldn't have gotten Could you imagine that coming out in the theaters? Nobody would have went and saw it. Well, you know, I think they, what they put in there on Netflix was smart. I think. I think that made you know. As That's time goes on, of, yeah. I do believe that. I think that more and more you're going to see films released directly to the VOD market. Yeah. Because one, going to a movie theater has become so cost prohibitive. Right. Number two, it's oftentimes pandemonium in theaters. They just don't patrol them the way they should. Right. Um, and uh, uh, it's you know more and more people just don't want to deal with it and yeah. they just want to sit at home and nine times out of ten um well not nine times out of ten let's call it seven times out of ten sure people's home theater systems provide a better experience than than sit in a movie theater right that said guardians of the galaxy in a big theater with lots of people sure yeah you know john wick sure when i went and saw shape of water it was cool because people were clapping at the end of the movie yeah, it's that's been a awesome. long fucking time since i've been yeah, in an yeah, audience yeah. that did that you yeah. know that's well, cool that is really great um simon Pegg and nick frost who did the yeah. the the whole what does it call it corn something trilogy the the candy. Well, I'm, I'm going to say the ice cream. Cornetto. The ice cream. The, the Cornetto cream blood, yeah. Um, of D- Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. They are doing a TV series called Truth Seekers. Yeah. About paranormal investigators. I'm excited about it. I, 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 I Every time those guys... Well, I think, no offense to anyone, but inherently paranormal investigation is dumb. <laughs> and, mm. and so po- it's so ripe for, for comedy. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think it'll yeah. be great. Uh, Disney's live-action redo of Sword in the Stone 
uh, finds a director, a guy named Juan Carlos Fresnadillo, who directed 28, 28 Weeks Later. Yeah. Written by Brian Cogman, who did who wrote some of the Game of Thrones thing. You would think that this would be po- something like this would be poison based on the the la- they just did King Arthur. Right. So why are we doing King it again? Arthur? Is again we've talked about these titles that like King we, Arthur, we don't, King Arthur, Peter Pan, Tarzan, Robin Hood, Robin Hood. We don't need any more. We don't need. Stop that. it. Oh shit. Let I just some, noticed let that some, let some years go by before exactly yeah no I was just saying I just noticed that Brian Side worked on uh, John Carter yeah he yeah. did and we yeah, missed that you. yeah <laughs> oh, well. next time uh, John Wick three will retain Chad Stahelski as director yeah I'm yeah. good That's, I want to I'd really like to see that script because uh, I'm so afraid that this franchise is going to fumble it on the one yard line yeah you know they're already. It's bobbling <laughs> with two. It's with kind two. of bobbling in their hands. Yeah. So we'll see. The the first one is, is so great. Great. Um, speaking of Amazon Prime, they released all 1,225 episodes of Dark Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. So That's you, can, cool. you can stream all that stuff. I'll warn you, the first two years, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not until they start, they little by little, little tiny supernatural things. And it's not until I want to say till season three or four that yeah. they dive deep into the whole Barnabas Collins right. thing, and it does not age well. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. People forgetting their it's, lines. It's a, it's a. I mean, I watch those because they, they're a time capsule of yeah. my youth. You yeah. know, and it's like every day, four p.m. Yep. You were home. Yep. And, and I can't four. remember which came first, but it was, it was. Dark Shadows and Jack LaLanne. No. <laughs> yeah, Jack LaLanne. <laughs> yeah, Jack LaLanne before he died. I mean, up until the time he was well into his 80s. Yeah. He used to sw- do the Alcatraz swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragging a boat. Dragging a fucking boat. And this, and there's a guy, like, you look at that dude, right? And you're like, that dude didn't lift weights. Mm-hmm. No. he. T- <laughs> it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's all like, I remember just like, isotoner, isotonic. And yeah. And Dude, dyna- no, jumping was, jacks and fucking push-ups. Yeah, and, that's yeah. old school, man. Yeah. And, and rocking a leotard the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so this trailer came out um, for this thing called Son of Crocodile Dundee. It's barely a trailer. But it stars Danny McBride. And the, the premise is, is that Crocodile Dundee, and Paul Hogan's going to be in this movie too, okay. by the way. Um, had a son, and now Paul, Crocodile Dundee has gone missing in the outback. So they figure, go to America, get his son, and bring him back. Who, who? I'm gonna imagine as a fuck up and not anything like yeah. his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with it being Danny McBride, he plays it off like in in um, Westbound and Down, whatever it was, Eastbound and Down. Right. Like I'm an idiot, but I don't think I'm an idiot. Right. You know, I think I'm I'm really like Crocodile yeah. Dundee. Right. I guess a Jack Burton-esque character. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, let's let's do that. Let's do Big Trouble in Little China too. Let's bring all that back. I'm all for getting Kurt, Kurt Russell work. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story Four is happening. You knew that was bound to happen at some point. I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. I don't know why. We've all cried enough already. I, well, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I mean, both of the Mister and Mrs. Be- Potato Head are dead. Yeah. Um, the 
uh, maybe it's going to be dinosaurs about, dead. Maybe it's going to be about video games taking the place of traditional toys. Yeah. Well, they're doing Wreck It Ralph too about the internet. So sure, right now. <laughs> uh, and then this is, and then finally, um, in an interview this week, Dennis Villeneuve, who's doing this new Dune yeah. thing, says that his Dune will quote be Star Wars for adults. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't either. I know that it's it 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 it, it sounds as if it's not. It's going to be weightier than just. Ooh, I gotta you know. Find the sandworm or whatever. Right. It sounds like it's more. I, I'm. Well, maybe have, I'm have any of the Dune movies been juvenile? I don't think so. Well, I think it. I think the first. I think Lynch's film is stagey and goofy. It's weird. It is weird. I I think the sci-fi did both children or Dune and Children of Dune, and they did an admirable job because they had a long. It was a miniseries. Yeah, a yeah, long yeah. Time yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. The look wasn't right. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, these days, who knows? Yeah. You know, I, I, I it, in anybody else's hands, I'm, I'm going, there's going to be a big CG sandworm. Right. This guy's hands, I don't know. I, I really don't. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very cool. Uh, he did, I think he did an amazing job with, um, Blade Runner? Blade Runner, yeah. Yeah, and Arrival is so, Arrival such a is huge... great. It's, it's a good movie. Agreed. It's a fucking good, good movie. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Moving on to some trailers. Uh, let's see. We'll just go through these. Beast of Burden. Daniel Radcliffe is a DEA agent slash drug mule. Harry Potter, man, is doing... He's just did that Lost in the Jungle I want to say... I want to say that, like, pretty much everything I've seen him do since Harry Potter... Mm-hmm. Um... I'm a fan. I, I am like, too. He's he's been. Uh, it was pretty obvious early on. He's like, okay, I want to distance myself from this. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could easily, you could easily be become Gilligan, right? Or like oh, you're sure. only known for this. Or one you could thing. become Rupert Grant. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he's been really good at picking projects that gives him. A wide variety. Well, yeah, talking about Joe Hill, he was great in Horns. Horns, you know, yeah. He did uh, Equus on stage. Yeah. Oh, um, Swiss Army Man as, Swiss as Army a, Man. A, whether the, you decide it's a joke or not, it's fucking cool. The and, uh, the Nazi movie that he did, the, yeah. the white supremacist. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I really do want to see the I'm Lost in the Jungle movie because it looks like they beat the fuck out of that guy. Yeah, and, like yeah, yeah. dragged him through the mud and stuff. So, um, yeah, this one I'm solid. Yeah, on. sure. Up next, um, the aforementioned Gabriel Union home invasion movie called Breaking In. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think we've looked at this once before, or at least mm-hmm. I've looked at okay. it. Okay. And, uh, 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 it looks cool. I love the idea of a regular person. This isn't the, this isn't the Jason Momoa movie where, like, you don't know who you're messing with, you know? <laughs> no, she's a no, housewife. She's a regular fucking mom, and she's going to do whatever the fuck it takes. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and I find that I find that inherently interesting because I agree. Yeah. I think it it feels kind of like there's there's a straw dog element in there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a I spit on your grave. Although I don't think there's any rape in this movie, but yeah. uh, there's that element. Yeah. There's um, you know, and when she. It all goes towards when she finally goes off. Yeah. And um, like, I, I, I'm a mama bird. You fucked with my nest. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're, one of us is going to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, 
I'm sure it's going to push the limits of feasibility. Sure. On the other hand, as escapist fare, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, next up, documentary, a Netflix documentary on Snoop coaching football. Weird. Weird. Really weird. Looks good. Looks good. Looks like someone who is putting... Like your first, your first. Well, this is, go ahead. Your, well, I, your first reaction is like, "What?" This is and a joke, you, right? And then you start watching, it and you're like, "Oh shit, this is real." He's providing him and the and the the guy who's also coaching with him. They're providing young, bl- predominantly black, poor youth with a positive role model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and showing them things like accountability and and right. And you know, sure. You can say a lot about Snoop. But on the other hand, when I see stuff like that, I go, that's Fucking worth A. It. That's yeah, totally absolutely, worth it. yeah. Next up, comedy. Uh, Girl Befriends Dictator with Michael Caine called Dear Dictator. This looks funny. I'm, looks I'm, on, I'm on board. It, it's he, ridiculous. Absolutely. He's, it's kind of a, the scenario is that he's, Michael Caine is kind of a Fidel Castro. Yeah. This girl, through a fit of depression or something, writes him a letter he starts living for her letters. Um, there's a coup, and he disappears and shows up in her house. He and lights like, up at her house. <laughs> and starts to hang out with her and starts giving her, like, life advice on, yeah. like, like, you know, the the mean girls in school. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, sure. there's, a, there's an element of, um, oh, what's the movie, the stop-motion movie, Max? And um, yeah, Max and Ma- Maggie or something. The, nah, damn it. God damn it. For something in Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's cool because they're they're exchanging these letters. And, and that part of it, I can totally buy. Mm-hmm. Because we do live in this world now where... Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can, you know... It's how we get most Donald of our guests. Donald Trump will respond to your tweet, you know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. you didn't... So I get that, you know... It gets ridiculous when he shows up at her house, mm-hmm. but it's a great setup for some real comedy. Yeah, and Michael Caine Michael walking Caine's around in a bad beard is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, let's see the new Gus Van Zant with Joaquin Phoenix called "Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot," and it's probably based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And I that's a cartoonist. Well, I kept waiting for like, is this a guy that I know? Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that says more about me or about his career. Um, but uh, it looks solid. It's, you know, it looks... I, I I see Joaquin Phoenix kind of walking the same path as Daniel Day-Lewis. It's like, I'm only going to do these movies that mm-hmm. are, you know, are big stretches for an actor. And... Um, yeah. And, and uh, for me, if you're an actor, this looks like a movie you want to check out. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And it's a Gus Van Zandt movie. Yeah. And so, Gus, yeah, Gus so Van Zandt's fun. cool. Yeah. Next up, film called Ghostland. A writer survives an attack and then relives it in a weird way. Um, notable because it's directed by Pas- I'm fucking his name, Pascal Laguerre, who directed the, the French Martyrs. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we'll have ghosts movies come up in trailers There's a couple more and i know and uh and i'm not i'm just i don't care mm-hmm. and all of the ones this week yeah kind of like it, it, this looks this looks really cool i did it doesn't look like a collection of jump scares agreed and uh it looks really cool uh i did whittle this list down from 
almost 30 this week. There was wow. a lot of stuff. And a lot of it was just more of the same. There was an international Infinity War trailer. Which is weird, because this is not the big movie season. This mm-hmm. is usually where movies go to die. Yeah, but I think it's a great time to pimp your stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because you're not having to fight Marvel and, and the other... Right, yeah, right. Uh, next up, a movie called The Isle. This is very H.P. Lovecraft. That looks really cool. I don't know what that. I don't know what's going. Uh, so, okay, so it's it's a period film. Mm-hmm. And castaways on a boat discover an island. Yeah, where there's only it seems to be two people. A on couple there. people and some weird shits going on on the island. What it is, I don't know. Um, there's some quick shots of people that looks decidedly Dagon. Yeah, like they might be fish people, or they might be... I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They might be drowned ghost people. I, 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 yeah. It looks really fucking cool, and I'm on board, and yeah, I want to see Very small this. film. Yeah. Probably going to play it in an art house yeah, or yeah, something yeah. new. It reminded me of the, the trailer we looked at last week, where people wind up in this place, and there's a lighthouse that's fortified, and there was fish, yeah, very definitely much so. fish people. It, very it much so. It felt the same. And Not as... Creature heavy and not as right, you know. But yeah, uh, next up is this film called The School, surreal tale. What I guess to be a haunted school. Yeah, again, I, I'm like, cool. This looks, you know, uh, one of my favorite ghost story films of all time is The Devil's Backbone, mm-hmm. and stuff like this makes me think of that. Yeah, and right, so right I'm like, pocket. yeah, exactly. Devil's Backbone, Dorm, yes, all straight down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm in on that too. Uh, one of the highlights this week was a trailer for an AMC series by on a book by Dan Simmons called The Terror. The Terror. It looks so good. It looks it's great. It looks so much better than the book. Yeah. <laughs> and the book is great. It seems to be, in a nutshell, some boat is trying to find a way across the Arctic to China. Yeah, one of the one of the great one of the things that Dan Simmons is really good at is like I'm taking this real historical event and I'm putting the supernatural screws mm-hmm. to it. And uh, um, this this looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it appears that the boat becomes icebound right. and something starts hunting the men from the sides of the, right. side of the boat. It's in the book. Um, to be honest, it's a little disappointing as to what that thing is. So, Harbor seal. Uh, it's is it something else? Not like far a bear? from the really thing. like yeah. a walrus or something. Uh, it's a polar bear. Yeah. Uh, but but there is still it's not just a polar bear. It's sure. a polar bear, but the polar bear is like representative of something else. Okay. It, something bigger. I'm in. And uh, uh, acting looks great. Yeah. It looks, looks fantastic. Looks great. There's a scene where a guy, a real quick shot of a guy pulling an eyeglass away from his eye and his eyebrow is stuck to it because it's so yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. in. Um, they finally released a big, solid, fat trailer for this new Tomb Raider. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it looks, uh, you know. It looks like the game. The new, the, the last game they put out. Well, I just like that, like, she, she's given a dimensionality that I felt like the the first Tomb Raider mm-hmm. didn't do. Yeah, she's not James first. Bond, man. She's right. not at all. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's... And she's not, you know, we're not finding, you know, it's like, we need somebody with big tits, and mm-hmm. it's like, which, the game is full of that kind of shit, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And we're actually, she's that... She's actually a real character with, like, sure. you know, and... Uh, and it seems like there's more 
attention being paid to the 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 mystery and the investigation right. as opposed to just I'm looking at this as like the new Indiana Jones type hopefully thing yeah 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 high adventure yeah kind of thing yeah the game is great and I'll tell you what as you play the game it's brutal man when she dies it's yeah. really brutal yeah yeah uh, let's see a film called Traffic couple couple runs afoul of a violent gang is the synopsis I wrote uh, it looks very similar to um, a film I didn't include. Uh, the name escapes me. Um, this gang wants something, and they, this couple has it. It's it it's, it's a it's a classic story setup, and we've seen it a hundred times. Where, hey, we're out in the middle of nowhere, and we're we're getting away for the weekend, mm-hmm. and and things run afoul, and the whole fact that you're out in the middle of nowhere and didn't tell anybody what the fuck you were doing. And you know, you have yeah. obligatory no phone service, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. Kind of reminded me again of I Spit in Your Grave. This is probably the least... Agreed. Uh, of, the, of, the, ...of the trailers this it week. It barely this made this cut. This is the one that I'm kind of like, uh, yeah. I, I've seen this, you know. And then finally, uh, wrestling comedy from the Full Money guys. Okay, so called this... Walk Like a Panther. This looks awesome. Hilarious. Uh, uh, if you're into English humor, if you, Full Monty is a good. Full Monty has a, has elements and mood without all the violence of things like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Right. Yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. Has a lot of the same actors, and it's just about a these... lot of really fun lines just in the yeah. trailer alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You've the... gone viral. I'm, I'm clean. I'm clean. I'm healthy as hell. <laughs> uh, but it's about a group of people who were big res- big on pro wrestling in, in like maybe the 70s or 80s. Which makes me wonder, was there like a, a big oh, I'm sure there was. pro wrestling thing? I'm sure there How was. How awesome would that I have know, been? I know. <laughs> Y'all slimy fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then they, they, what ends up happening is, is they go from being wrestlers to frequenting a bar. And the bar ends up being sold. Yeah. And they try it's to kind do, of it's kind of like Calendar Girls, kind of yeah, or uh, in a weird way, Kiki Boots. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks great. It looks hilarious. I am all over it. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Go to the go to my website, and there's a on the page for the show. I always put a playlist that's like all of the. You movies. always say go to your website. What is your website? TomCarnell.com. Tom? Okay, there you go. <laughs> and, and Tom is T H O M. So you go there and you go under bonus material, and and on each show's page, I try to include a, a link that weirdly you have to cut and pay, copy and paste into your browser, but huh. um, because it's a playlist and uh, yeah, yeah, video. Yeah, right, right. Uh, let's see, winding some stuff up. Watching anything? You just went and saw Voodoo Glow Skulls. Shit, dude. I last night. I it's been a while for me. To, I used to go to these shows like all the time. Last night I went to uh, a local venue, um, Wild Buffalo, small place, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Voodoo Glow Skulls. I, the last time I saw the Voodoo Glow Skulls, I think was in the late nineties. Wow. And I swear those dudes were all like fifteen years old. For anybody who has <laughs> who is unfamiliar with the Voodoo Glow Skulls. Think okay, so we all know ska music, right? It's all yeah. fun, you know. Bop, 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 bop. Heavy on the backbeat. Think, think that, and like your most rabid hardcore punk band mm-hmm. at the same time. Fucking awesome! It was, it was great. great. And they opened for the Reverend Horton Heat. There you go. Oh, I didn't know it was both of those guys. Oh Jesus. yeah, Jesus Christ! That is dude. heavy. 
That'd was, be a great show. It was a fantastic show. Um, friends that I didn't hadn't met yet all conveyed on town, and and well, it was awesome. It was um, Lorelai, our our friend Lorelai, her, her guest of the show, Lorelai Shannon. Yeah, absolutely. Her um, posse from high school all convened on <laughs> Bellingham. It was an amazing night, and and yeah, that's that's what I've been listening to. So okay, cool. I'll real quickly. I'll hit you with a couple of things. Number one. Joe Satriani has a new record out called What Happens Next. It's generic. Don't look at it. I mean, it's if you like Joe Satriani, sure, but it's it's nothing special. And you know, it, Joe Satriani is one of those dudes that's like, you know, we've talked about this before, because, like, if you're into guitars, you know, you're, you're inevitably going to be checking out Joe Satriani. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of that. I don't know what to call it. The, Shredder. The, the, yeah. They're and, all shredders. And, yeah. uh, but man, do you remember Big Big Bad Moon? No. It was like this blues song. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah He okay. sang on it, right? And, yeah. and, and I was like, I want to hear more of that shit. Yeah. Play me that shit. It was so funny. He did a in-store at a tower I worked at. Did and he have hair or was he bald He, he had hair back then. Yeah. And he had these weird weightlifting gloves on because he, <laughs> he said that he's he was really careful about, like, he never shook someone's hand too hard because he was all like, you know, don't fuck with my hands. These are my, these are my instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, remember, I always remember that. He, but he was a nice guy. Um, but this record is, it's just more of the same. It's just more of the... Yeah, yeah. Look at me, sweep arpeggios. Uh a guy named Lauren Balfa did a score to this new movie out called Twelve Strong with Chris Hemsworth. Right. The score is great. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. very rousing, very sort of, cool. let's go take that hill. And I took your advice and I went from last week and I went and dug up some some pieces from this new Rick Springfield. Holy shit, it's right? It's really good. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's <laughs> really good. Like, this song specifically... Uh, Little Demons. Little Demons. It it I mean once you know it's who it is you go yeah that's Rick Springfield yeah. but on the other hand the guitar work is great it's the writing well great. that's something about Rick Springfield that I don't think people pay enough attention to is that he's a motherfucker on the guitar yeah he's not I mean don't get me wrong he's nowhere near a Satriani sure sure but on the other hand you he's know, more of a total package he's he's handling lead playing. Yeah. He's smart enough, like, on Working Class Dog, um, there's a song called Red Hot and Blue Love. Yeah. He gets Robin Ford, who used to play, I t- said this last week, right, yeah. uh, with uh, Miles. So, yeah, I'm I'm way more I'm, excited I, than I should be about I, this I thing I really want to hear this album. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, real quickly, uh, a couple comedy records. Number one, Matt Goldich. The record's called The Matt Goldich Guarantee. It's good. It's good stand-up. It's not great. Yeah. Eric Griffin's The Ugly Truth. Solid. Uh-huh. I, I recommend that. And I, uh, Jeff Tate has a record out. Spelt like the Queensryche singer, Jeff Tate. Uh-huh. Uh, the record's called People Are What People Make Them. And I was frankly disappointed. I like Jeff Tate. And I just didn't get what this was doing. Right. Um, have you seen anything in the movies-wise? Um... Not movie-wise, but I, I went to Amazon and I checked out the first episode of Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious, oh, yeah? Well, first of all, uh, it's 30 minutes, which... Really? Perfect. Yeah. Wow, uh, yeah, smart. Absolutely, yeah. It was great. Um, he... And, 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 you know, you go back a few years to JCVD, mm-hmm. that movie, and he gets it. 
obviously this guy gets it. Either that or his people get it. It's like, yeah. look, you were kind of the poster boy for douchebaggery mm-hmm. action guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you're totally making fun of yourself now. And it was... And that's perfect. Yeah, JCVD it, was great. Yeah. And um, and it is... It's fucking... It's funny. It's funny and... It's got cool action in it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's you know your your action is balanced both with like, oh, like there's a scene where this guy's charging him and he tries to drop down into the splits to avoid getting hit. Yeah, and he only goes part way and the guy just like nails him in the face. <laughs> there's uh, a great fight in one of the episodes with him and Tate Fletcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I I highly recommend. I I, I will say this. It's not going to mean a lot to you if you're younger and you don't know and you haven't seen a lot of Jean-Claude Van movies. What it's pulling from. Yeah, it's it, like you kind of have to have that background in order to get the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a blast, yeah. Not long ago, JCVD did a movie where he was a instructor at a survival camp. for. Mm. But it, it was kind of like the movie if you ever saw Severance. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys on a corporate people on yeah. a weekend adventure. Dude, Severance is so cool. Severance I love is that. Great. I love that movie. Uh, me, uh, they added uh, getting comedians in cars getting coffee onto Netflix, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know, it, you know, that's the only thing I've been watching. Mm-hmm. It, it's just essentially twenty minutes with these people talking about cars, talking about coffee, talking about comedy. I love talking about comedy and and. Um, yeah, it's solid. It's not. I don't know why they're how they're getting off passing it as a Netflix original, because most of this stuff was available it was on online. Crackle. Yeah, yeah, on Crackle. Yeah. But uh, it's you know if you like that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. Um, and how long are the episodes? Like twenty. Some are some are like thirteen, ten, thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was as like a short thing. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he he has a nice cross section of people that he pulls from. Mm-hmm. And even when the comedian, like he, I just watched one with he Steve Harvey, being Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. And the idea is that him and one of his famous friends, he picks a car that somehow exemplifies this person, mm-hmm. and um, that he goes and picks him up, and then they drive someplace and they get coffee. And they and, just talk about they just talk. stuff. Yeah. There's, I just watched one with Ju- him and Julia Louise Dreyfus, where it was just just watching them after 20 or so years just pick up that chemistry sure, from sure. Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, but it's high, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, there's also coming up on Netflix. There's a new a Todd Glass special um, that looks really good comedy special. Cool. Um, and I'm still reading Rex Miller's Slob, which is. <laughs> They don't make them like this. Yeah. They really don't. <laughs> a guy that takes a paragraph to describe a toe chain hitting a woman in the head. Like yeah. This long paragraph about all the damage that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, they just don't do it do it like that mm. anymore. And, and it's great stuff. Um, I think we're good. Yeah. Good show. I uh, Next week, I'll tell you now, planned is... My old boss, Tony Timpone, from, yeah. uh, ex-publisher, editor of uh, Fangoria Magazine. Yeah, yeah. And a, I'm I'm excited for this one. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. this will be good. That'll it's be next week. It's going to be a good time. Thanks again to Brian Sipe. Why yep. do I keep hitting things? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, please, if you can, get in touch with us via Facebook. Let us know what you like. Um, it's hard to work in a vacuum, and we want to give you guys what you want. And, Tom and uh, I are kicking around an idea that, that, that might... 
uh, coerce some of you into some involvement. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll, we'll, uh, we're, 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 we're talking about uh, the idea of, like, Tom and I both pick... We, we pick a genre, and we pick a movie that represents that particular genre. And then we go head to head and basically debate as to why we think our movie is better than the other movie. And the the winner is going to be decided by you guys. There you go. Yeah. And you'll go. To, and hopefully, you'll all go to our Facebook page and, and vote on that yeah. stuff. And we're going to work on that for the next show we have without a guest. Without a guest, we have a lot of guests. But unfortunately, so we have guests through May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. For the Bonus Material Podcast, I'm Tom Parnell. And I'm Lingley West. Stay scary.